Hello, I'm Sue Marks, Director of Teaching and Learning at Oxford Falls Grammar, and welcome to TikTok, an acronym for Teachers in Conversation Transforming Our Thinking. Through listening to these conversations, you'll learn about the lives of Oxford Falls Grammar teachers, discovering what makes these talented individuals tick. In today's episode of TikTok, I talk with Rihanna Duprees, Head of Mathematics at Oxford Falls Grammar. Rihanna shares with me some of the keys to the outstanding HSC mathematics results Oxford Falls Grammar students have achieved in recent years, particularly flowing from the school's accelerated mathematics program. Welcome, Rihanna. I'm so pleased you could join me today for this episode of TikTok. Thanks you for inviting me. Let's um, start by talking a bit about your formative years growing up in South Africa. I wonder if you could tell us a bit about where you grew up and and also why you became a teacher. Were there any people or or experiences that shaped your decision to go into teaching? I grew up in Pretoria Mm. and went to a local primary and high school. The thing that stuck to me was my love for teaching, or not actually teaching, but my love for math started with my year 11 teacher, Mrs. Rademeyer. Oh, what was she like? She was a wonderful lady and a real inspiration to me. She had a passion for math and she could explain the content very clearly. Mm, So important in maths, isn't it? To us, yes. But the thing about her was not just that maths was important, but also she cared for us as students. Wow, so that, that combination. Yeah. Yes, that came through. I think that combination of passion for your subject and care for students is a winning one. <laughs> and making it enjoyable. Yes. In the process of explaining. So we all loved her class. Fantastic. So you enjoyed um, maths under this teacher in year 11. Correct. Um, obviously, you then, after you left school, you went into teaching. Did you do that straight away? I did. I um, went to the University of Pretoria and I studied actually not a teaching, pure teaching degree, but I did a Bachelor of Science mm-hmm. and then a um, degree in mathematics, my honours in mathematics. Right. And then after I completed that, I did my graduate diploma in secondary teaching. And mm. I did that specifically because that kept my options open. Yes, and it sounds like you used your option of teaching. I did, <laughs> how, I did. How did that all unfold? Uh, well, I started my career at a art, music and ballet school oh, wow. in Pretoria, yeah. teaching actually year 10, 11 and 12 science that year. Okay, so not maths to start with? No, no, but the head of maths at that same school sort of draw me across to the maths department and she, Mrs. Fulhoun, she was a real inspiration to my teaching, Mm. a different inspiration. So this woman who was the head of maths at your school uh, was like a bit of a mentor to you? She was indeed. She was a mentor in teaching, but not just teaching, there's a lot to the aspect, aspect to the job. And it was, you know, how to structure your lessons, mm. just basic things, but also, you know, how to convey the content to the students so that they can understand, which was different from my school um, teacher, mm. a different emphasis I mm. Guess, mm. on that. Yeah, I think you've mentioned to me before too that um, you grew up speaking Afrikaans. Um, 
Were you teaching in English or were you teaching in Afrikaans at this particular school? At this particular school, it was a double medium school. So we had certain classes in Afrikaans and certain classes in English. So it was actually both at that point in time. Mm. So yes, it, it, it was a bit of a challenge, mm. but... So you needed it, to teach in both languages? Correct. Wow. Correct. Well, okay. And so, the students needed to learn in both as well? Correct. You had to sit your papers in both languages Goodness. as well. So um, that, that adds another layer, doesn't it? Does. It? Yeah. It, 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 it did. But I loved the school and I stayed there for a very long time. Mm. So um, it was very enjoyable for me. I wonder, um, it was an art, music and ballet school. I just, you know, very creative, artistic sort of school. Um, I wonder how the students were because of that, whether they were more that way inclined and therefore less um, less inclined towards subjects like maths and science or whether you found that the two combined really well. It did, especially with the music mm. and ballet students. The music students, music and math do have a lot in common. They say that they go together. So the sort of structure in our, in our genres and that goes really well together, music yes. and maths. Yes. The ballet girls, most of them were girls, were really very disciplined. Yes, of course. Yes. So they had a different discipline to the subjects. So those two genres were our best students. Mm. Then, well, maths is a little bit artistic as well. Yes. So <laughs> for me, it was a wonderful place to work and yeah. to have some other depth, you know, in teaching with other teachers that mm. didn't necessarily think. Like a math teacher. No, so they complemented. Yeah, yeah, that that that's really interesting. And so, um, I'm thinking at some point you must have left South Africa and migrated to Australia. I'm just wondering what what prompted that move, and and I, where did you commence your teaching once you arrived in Sydney? We did. We moved to Australia in the end of 2000, where my husband got a job opportunity and. Um, we, we got here in December, me and the girls, and we enrolled them in Northern Beaches Christian School, where with my parent hat, I went and helped with maths classes ah. in, in the twins class and was approached by the principal at that stage to if I want to come and work at Northern Beaches. Oh, I see. So, so how old were your twin daughters when you arrived in, in Sydney? They were seven. Seven, so year two, I think you said. Yes, yeah, so you were just going into the class as a as a parent, a perhaps helping them maybe just to settle in, and perhaps they had also been speaking Afrikaans. Correct, they did, they did, but they settled in so well. Like I said, um, that it wasn't a big transition at the end of the day. That's why I could go back into teaching. Teaching, they again. managed to settle in. Yes, yeah. they did. They That's did. great. So you did some teaching at Northern Beaches as a as a maths teacher. Yes, as a maths teacher for yes. three years. Yes. Um, and then I had a little bit of a break, and in two thousand and seven, I started at Oxford Falls. Ah, so we've had you for quite a while and have been quite blessed to while. have you with us. Quite a while. <laughs> so Rihanna, you're you're now head of mathematics at Oxford Falls Grammar. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that our parents might be really interested to hear and perhaps also prospective parents is that we have had stellar results in um, HSC mathematics and in particular that has really blossomed in the last few years as a result of our 
um, Mathematics Accelerated Program. Could you just um, explain a little bit about the, the Maths Accelerated Program and where it starts and a little bit about uh, Oxford Falls' success in that area, please? Of course. Um, we started the Accelerated Program when the group in 2017 with the Year 9 group. Right. Now, it's a very elite course, so students get invited into the course. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it's our more able students mm. that can do this course. It's very fast because you do Year 9 and 10 in one year. In one year, so you're really compacting the curriculum. Correct, correct. And then they do their HSC advanced course when they are in year 11. Okay, so one year early, so that carries through from year 9, 10 and then 11, they're ready to do the HSC. They are, which is actually quite young. And, um, but for the students, they then have time in year 12 to focus on the extension one and two courses. Ah. So it's to free them up. Yes. A little bit to focus on those extension courses. So they sit the HSC exam when they are in year 11. Year 11. And then I guess that's one less subject for them the following year, which means it frees them up for all subjects. Correct. And also the benefit of it is that they actually do experience in year 11 already what it is to sit a HSC ah, exam. Yes. So it's not just for maths, but for all the other subjects as well that they get that experience, you know, of, oh, I'm sitting in the HSC, a real HSC. Yes, and those marks, I guess, are kind of kept somewhere and are used um, together with their marks the following year as part of their ATAR. Correct, yeah. correct. However, if they do extension one and two, the advance doesn't count for them. But anyway, on their certificate, it says assume advanced six. Yes, yes. And so in each year since the first cohort sat the HSC Advanced Mathematics paper a year ahead of those in their year, Correct. the results have been truly outstanding. Can you tell us a bit about the results the students have achieved since 2019? So 2019 was our first HSC um, group. Yes. And um, they got 100% band sixes which was over 90% for all students in the course. So how many students would that have been, do you think? We had 10 students um, doing this course and eight, no, I've lost the place. Um, so we have nine students that continued the course in extension one and seven out of the nine got an E4. Now E4 is extension over 90s and then three students continue to do extension two mm -hmm. and two out of the three also achieved E4 which is above 90%. Oh my goodness, phenomenal results. So you're saying that um, all of the students who were part of that first group of accelerants got over 90% in their advanced HSC? Correct. That's Correct. really amazing, isn't it? Um, and just to give our listeners a little bit of context, when you say that some went on to do extension two mathematics, that is a really a very, very difficult course, isn't it? It is. It is the same as a university course. Right. And um, it is a very extensive course and a lot of work. It's actually two units of mathematics as well. Mm. So it is like a two unit subject. And it is nearly like a major work for the students because they have to do a lot of the work on their own 
just due to the extensiveness mm. of the questions mm. and the proofs and things that they have to work mm. through. Mm. Right. So, amazing results there. Um, do you think, Rihanna, could you tell us a little bit about what you believe enabled these students to do so well? Obviously, from our point of view, we think the brilliant teaching was part of it, but also <laughs> I, I expected that some of it was to do with the, the students themselves. What is it that, that made them so successful, do you think, as, as students of mathematics? Look, before I even answer that question, I just want to mention that the results of these students are really great. Mm. But for me personally, the joy was to see how these students basically mature mm. in their ability. Mm. And then over the four years of teaching them, how they did enjoy it. Right. How they would write me a card and say, you know, they loved the lesson, they loved the journey, they enjoyed the journey, and, and sort of in a way is to teach them the love of learning. Yes. Not just for maths, but just the total love of learning. So for me, that is part of the success of the program itself. Yes. Coming back to your question about, you know, what enabled the students to do well, well, these students that choose the high level of maths they really want to do well mm. so they're sort of self-motivated mm. and I did doubt myself in that because I had three girls in tears after the first um, test in year 11. Oh three, three of the accelerants. Correct correct so I thought mm, they're way too young to be able to just run with this so you were perhaps even doubting a little bit about I this was. whole accelerated course when three of them were upset after their I first did. result yes I absolutely did so they must have picked themselves up how did they turn this they around they did they picked themselves up and they were so determined to do well but the other thing is there's enthusiasm and passion and commitment of the other students and that sort of is contagious mm. And that allowed actually the class to perform way above and beyond. So they worked as a team almost. They did. They worked as a team and they were really there for each other. Oh, that's great. To help them along the journey. So they really worked well with me, with each other, and just the work ethic mm. was absolutely fantastic mm. and also their resilience because they didn't see that setback as something that was going to define them correct but they picked correct. themselves up and dusted themselves down correct. and started over again and yeah started again yeah and it worked yeah. and it and it worked so well for that year so it did continue the next two years we now um, 2022 will be the fourth group that did so in the, the second and third years you still had some great results didn't we you? did we had similar results for both 2020 and 2021 mm. so we look forward to the results oh of this yes year. yes and I know you've got some great mathematicians sitting the 2022 Correct. HSC Correct. as well so we wish them all the very yeah. best yes um, so I wonder Rihanna we've started to talk about this a little bit but I wonder if we could probe a little bit more um, for those listening perhaps some students are listening certainly their parents what makes a successful student of mathematics perhaps even starting in year seven or eight and then moving all the way through to the HSC um, what makes a successful student of mathematics and I suppose linked to that 
what do you do with your students when you start to teach them mm. um, that you think helps to equip them to succeed in maths? Look, so that is a multi-dollar question. Mm. And if I could answer that, I could probably <laughs> be a tire. Yes. Because it's so difficult. Every year you get a new set of children. Mm. However, there's a couple of clear points which I believe will help the students to perform well in their maths journey. Maths is a language and skills need to be taught by the teacher and then practiced by right. the students right. and just like any other skill. Mm. So it's really important that as a teacher, the students must have a clear idea of what you expect from them. Yes. Homework, you know, how to study for exam, what to do every day in class, yes. like all those disciplines and expectations really need to be clear. Well. Yes, I think that that's really important in, in every subject, but I know that there's a big emphasis in the maths department on consistently reinforcing what you've learnt in class at home with regular homework. Correct, correct. So the expectation is in the junior years at least 20 minutes every day and as we go along depending on the course that they take that will be different but it is a discipline that need to be done by the students every day every day because i know it, it would be so difficult to come to exams at the end of the year for example and try to catch up on all these topics when you haven't really been keeping up with them through yeah. the year no they can't they have to sort of at least do about 15 papers um, in general before they walk into the exam room I know that at HSC level at HSC wow. level 15 past papers and they three hour papers so yes. it is a lot of hours that they put into their studies but in addition you know to understanding the maths concept it is also just as important to develop analytical and critical thinking in the students. Oh, yes, yes. We that's something we really want to foster in all our subjects. Correct, yes. correct. So for maths, that can be achieved by understanding, firstly, the language, also your theorems, you know, the concepts, where and how to apply them is really important. Another key skill, which is also probably very generic, is that the students will get a question or a problem to solve that they've never seen before. Mm. So for them it is important to break down the question, actually just really understanding what they're asking, mm. then identify relevant key information that they've given to you. Mm. And then in the bag of tricks that they have after all these years of doing maths, be able to pull that out of it and apply that to that specific problem mm. and then solve the problem. So that is one thing that they have to get to when they want to do the harder extension. The topic. harder extension maths, yes. And I think, so it's not just a matter of memorizing formulae and then being able to just no. plug those in. It's thinking more critically. Correct. About how Correct. to apply what they've learned. Correct. Yes. And it, when you say that, it makes me think actually funnily enough, about my subject of English. Correct. Um, where, you know, you can learn in detail about a, a text, let's say a Shakespearean play. Correct. But where the, the, the challenge often comes in is to see a curly question on an examination paper and to be able to um, 
pull together your thoughts very quickly under time Correct. pressure it and to think, how time. am I going to structure um, what I know and answer right. this question successfully? It is the time that's an issue as well. Mm. So the more practice babies and things they do mm. with problems like that, the more easy they can access that. Easily, yeah. So it's, it's what we're seeing is this... Um, this transferable skill of critical thinking um, that, that really pervades the curriculum, not just maths, not just English, but we're trying to teach our students to Correct. learn and to think critically and that will help them in, in all their subjects, but in, I guess also in life. In, in, even at uni. Yes. So um, they, they use all these skills in, it's independent of the subject. Yes, 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 exactly, yes. Um, I wonder, do you have any idea, Rihanna, what, what some of Oxford Falls Grammar's brightest mathematicians actually go on to study at uni and, and how their study of mathematics at school might help them along the way? Of course, they do uh, quite a couple of engineering. Yes. Um, medical. Yes. Yeah, so um, actuaries or even complex financial modelling. Yes. Things yes. like that. So either they really apply it directly or you know they go into a scientific field with yes that. but the students do say to me that they find the first year especially the extension to students easier because they can already do this deductive reasoning mm. and logical thinking mm. they've got that skill mastered already and also just working independently yes like time effectiveness, like all of those things. Those, those are great skills that they carry with them Correct. into their tertiary Correct. study. Yeah. Um, so, Rihanna, we have discovered recently that you are a bit of a celebrity. Of because, course. Of course, because of course. I saw a BBC <laughs> film crew here recently. Correct. And they came to film a segment of you teaching your HSC mathematics class. Correct. And at one point, I did watch this little clip, and of course they edited it. But in this very short clip, after solving an equation on the whiteboard, I saw you standing there in front of your class saying, and class, this is the beauty of mathematics. I wonder if you could tell me that that, that phrase really caught my attention because I thought, you know, as a, someone who struggled with maths myself, I wondered what you meant by the beauty of mathematics. It is a process. Um, it is the way that we, we use methods to describe mathematics. Mm -hmm. So it's when you get to the end of a very difficult proof. Mm. You feel about that the same way as what an artist will feel about oh, a painting yes. or a musician will feel about listening to a symphony. Wow. So it is seeing that aesthetical beautiness of what you've just accomplished. The satisfaction, but also Correct. the fact that it's almost like, I think you just said it beautifully then, like an artwork Correct. or a piece of music. It just gives you that sort of satisfaction, but also just it's the, the whole enjoyment. of the parts. And yes, <laughs> the enjoyment. The so enjoyment. the kids that is the journey that you take them on so that they can have this appreciation for maths and what we're doing mm. in the class. Mm. Rihanna, I think that's a wonderful note on which to end. Um, it's been so wonderful interviewing you today and learning a little bit about the successes of our mathematics department at Oxford Falls Grammar. And I just want to say thank you to you because 
our students really, really appreciate you so much. And we, I just want to thank you for all you do for us thank here at Oxford Falls Grammar. And it was a pleasure, absolutely a pleasure. Great. I hope you enjoyed listening to Rihanna's insights about her teaching of mathematics. And I look forward to you joining me again for our next episode of TikTok.